of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went on their to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace, and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May the words that I speak and the words that you hear be Christ's words. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Please have a seat, everyone, while we get set up for the... So here we are again. It's like uh, we're in the middle of a global pandemic for the second Christmas in a row. Can you believe it? I can't. I mean, COVID-19 still knocking at the door. No one wants this. No one wants it. No one wants to have another COVID Christmas. The pandemic's been hard. You know, God created us to be in relationships in relationship with God and with other human beings. And that's why 
these restrictions on our ability to meet people are so hard, especially when it's friends and family. And being stuck in our steady 20 and soon to be our steady 10, it feels wrong, especially at Christmas. Now, how can we celebrate Christmas when nothing around us feels right? When everything in our lives is turned upside down? I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean in a storm and I'm bouncing around with no refuge in sight. Where do I find safety? What anchors me this Christmas? Luke tells us the essentials of Christmas in our gospel lesson. A Savior was born for us in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, Jesus. And tonight, we celebrate the incarnation, Jesus' birth. And the incarnation, well, it's a miracle. God became flesh and lived among us. God came into the world as a baby. He grew up in a human family, and he lived with us on earth. As my grandson would say, this is epic. It's a pivotal event in God's plan for the world. And it's always been a message of hope in a world full of fear and loss. And the incarnation, well, it's not complicated. It's simple. But it's a very powerful story. It's breathtakingly simple, actually, for such a solemn event. A young girl, not even married, gives birth to her first child, attended only by her fiancé, some shepherds, and we presume some stable animals. Now Luke expects us to understand that this is important because there's angels in the heavenly host in the story. And we might lose that in, in, in our, our reading because we've heard it so many times. It, it, but, it, you know, this birth, it shouldn't be a story worth telling, you know. Let alone telling it again and again every year at this time for 2000, over 2,000 years. And, you know, there's a, been countless young girls in the world giving birth. Yet we remember this story. Because it's important. It's very important. Luke's gospel claims that the boy, born to a young, unwed mother, will change the course of history, and his life will affect everyone. And we're so accustomed to, you know, the Linus's reading of the story on the cartoon, a you know, very graceful reading, that we forget how important this is. In Paul's letter to Titus, which is our, was our second reading today, he talks all through that, that letter of transformation and how the birth of Jesus changes everything. The incarnation, you see, is a beginning. Scripture tells us that God came and lived as a man called Jesus. He was born, he lived, and he died to save us from our sin and, and save us from death. This baby, who is now helpless in a manger, is the same one who will die helpless on a cross to show everyone what true power is. The incarnation is the beginning, and the mystery at Easter is the end of Jesus' life on earth, a life that shows God's absolute and total love for us. 
You see, Jesus is the way that God reaches out to a world exhausted by its suffering, tired by its experience of sin and death, worn out by its separation from life and goodness and health, a world worn out by COVID-19. Paul writes that Jesus reveals God deeply loves and cares about humanity. It's a love that led God to take on human form as a baby. And through Jesus Christ, God redeems creation and offers the hope of eternal life to everyone. That's the point of Jesus' birth, really. He sets things right. He redeems creation. God, Jesus shares God's life and God's love with the world. If you believe in Jesus and accept God's gift of the Holy Spirit, it will change your life. When you share God's gift of love with others, it has the power to transform the whole world. The best gift this Christmas is God's gift of Jesus Christ to the world. You see, Jesus is my anchor. And Jesus can be your anchor in the storm of life. Jesus is the refuge. Jesus brings us salvation and eternal life. And that's something to celebrate at Christmas. I, I know every one of us tonight carries burdens. And these burdens can sometimes be overwhelming. How many gathered this Christmas come with concerns about COVID-19? Employment family challenges or health issues? How many come down worried about parents or children? How many come filled with that foreboding for the safety of loved ones or family who are unable to come home or, or you're unable to meet? Fear, depression, loss, injustice, violence, bullying, insecurity, joblessness. These personal challenges can trigger feelings of anxiety and hopelessness. I was listening to CBC radio on Monday morning and, and the soci a sociologist was speaking about how during the pandemic she's seeing so many people focusing on negative things of life, focusing on the negative. Anxiety and its companion worry, they do their best to immobilize us. And, but we can fight back. Paul gave the answer. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When we give our anxiety and worry to God, he replaces it with his peace, which transcends all understanding. And God's peace is beyond comprehension because it makes no sense. It really makes no sense. The circumstances that we're in should should require anxiety. They should create worry. But instead, we feel God's peace. When we feel anxiety rising, we need to turn to God in prayer and he will give us the peace he promised. Take a deep breath. Be open to God's presence and just say, God, take this anxiety from me. Over 2,000 years ago, Mary and Joseph were anxious vulnerable and defenseless. Mary was in labor and they'd no place to stay. And we can instinctively feel for them as young, soon-to-be parents in a strange city without family or support nearby. 
It's during the weakness and vulnerability of Jesus' birth that God's intentions for humanity become fully known. We learn from the Gospel of John that God is love. God is love. And Luke's Gospel shows us what that love means. God takes human form. The infinite becomes finite. The immortal becomes mortal. God reveals God's self in Jesus so that the unknowable can become known. And we can relate to God in ways that make sense to us. We can reach out to God and let God transform our fear and anxiety to peace, a peace that's beyond our understanding. And what made this possible is that God entrusted his son to the protection of a young, unwed mother and her fiancé. Now, if God can work in and through ordinary people like them, imagine what he can do with us. Imagine what he can do working in and through us. Jesus is our anchor. Jesus is our refuge during the storm. So here's the message of Christmas in a nutshell. God loves us. God wants us to experience his peace, and God wants to offer us eternal life. And that's why God sent his son to be born in Bethlehem to live and die as a human being. Luke tells this story to reveal God in ways we can understand. God becomes human in Jesus. God becomes incarnated so that we can understand and relate to God in ways that make sense to us. Jesus wasn't just born to be in the lives of Mary and Joseph and those shepherds. God became incarnate as a commitment to you and me so that by knowing Jesus, we could understand and know God. The story of long ago is so much more than a story about a mother and her newborn baby. It's all about us. All of us gathered here this Christmas Eve. God came for us. God came to save us. God came to save his creation. God came so we might have hope and courage during this dark time we live in. We're still here, and it's still Christmas Eve, and we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. COVID-19 Omicron variant is knocking at our door. No one wants this, but God gave us Jesus as our anchor in this storm. Hope, peace, love, joy. This Christmas, remember how much God loves you. And let Christmas help you love others because God first loved you. And as we leave here this night, I pray that we will feel the presence of God and share it with everyone we meet because that's a Christmas gift we all need. Amen.